Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. I want to talk to you about a man who has lived many lives and gone by many names. We first saw him in Hawaii as Neil Forrester. He went to the movies as both Tom Baxter and Gil Shepard. He was on the radio as Biff Baxter. He spent time as Ross Jennings squashing spiders. In 1994, he appeared as two different guys who were both named Harry. 
one helping his buddy find love, the other one who shouldn't have gone into the house. He was Roger chasing spotted dogs, Tim O'Hara meeting a Martian, John Scully wondering why people think he fired someone, and Will McAvoy telling people that America isn't the greatest country in the world. But the name we celebrate today is Jeff Daniels, as today, February 19th, 2022, is his birthday. All of us at the next reel hope he's having a fantastic day as we welcome all of you to Saturday Matinee. My name is Kyle Olson. I'm in the host chair for tonight's show. Joining me is a voice we've missed hearing, making his triumphant return to Saturday Matinee is Ocean. Uh, hello, Kyle and Jay. Uh, it took me a minute to uh, figure out the house that he shouldn't go into, and then I realized that that's a speed reference. And so, that's right. Yes, and so that was, uh, that, that was amazing. That was great. So uh, anyway, anyway, so yeah, as you can tell, for, I'm excited to be back and, uh, and in celebration of Jeff Daniels. <laughs> and uh, making his second appearance on the show, uh, now divested of his lesser half, a uh, big welcome to Jay Shepard. Thank you very much. I was afraid I was on the wrong show here for a second. I wasn't uh, <laughs> wasn't sure where we were going with all that, but that's uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. The the fun part of being the host is you get to decide how you want to open the show. Yes, I decided to give you a tribute to Jeff. Well, now I just want to talk all about right, so, speed. Uh, I guess, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so uh, so my, my my first question is: I notion we haven't seen you for a while, so I'm going to say to you first: What have you been watching? Well, I just finished uh, the book of Boba Fett. And, ah, and, yes. and, and basically when it comes to the book of Boba Fett, here's the thing that I've been wondering, questioning, and struggling with. Um, so what I'm struggling with is that I liked the book of Boba Fett, but I didn't love it. And, and, and mm. reading some of the reactions online, I, I find that I'm not in a vacuum here. So I'm, I'm kind of glad <laughs> I'm not on an island there. Where it's not, and, and I want to preface everything with, I think it's a good show. I just didn't think that it was the great show that I thought it would be. And... Um, so, and I don't really consider myself a Star Wars fan. I consider myself someone who likes okay. Star Wars stuff, right? Well, because I think that the word fan, when it comes to Star Wars, there's a there's an extra gear that 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 I don't quite get to, right? You know, I I, I get to where my love of Star Wars would be considered a fan in most universes, but once you start comparing me to Star Wars fans, I'm nothing <laughs> compared, to, compared to those. Compared it is a galaxy unto itself. It, 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 it really is. is. It really is. Yeah. So, but here's what I what I what I think my issue is, and so and I was wondering if, if I if either one of you have thought about this, think this, or have any reactions to it. So in the original trilogy, Boba Fett is on screen for roughly five minutes, right? And so, and he's, and, and, and like all children of that time, when I saw him on screen, I of course thought he was like, you know, the coolest bounty hunter in the galaxy. He was awesome. He was amazing. And, and so over the, what turns out now to be decades, um, he's been built up in all of our heads, right? And he's been, and he's been built up as that cool bounty hunter he's going to be awesome he's going to be ruthless he's going to kill people just because they looked at him the wrong way you know just all the stuff that you'd want to have and the, the the struggle that i'm having with this is the show itself as it is presented is less of a bounty hunter type show or, or but more of a half let's talk about what happened to him when he got out of the sarnak pit and growth as a human and half mm -hmm. political intrigue and, and so, and while these things are not bad things, they're not really what was in your head or what you were kind of going for when you thought you were going to get Boba Fett. And then they uh, juxtapose it with the Mandalorian, which the Mandalorian kind of, that's Boba Fett, 
right? That's what that that <laughs> what he's doing and how he's acting and the things that he does is kind of what I had in my head as with Boba Fett, and so I, I found that I'm struggling with the you know understanding and the reason behind like it seems to me that what they did was they created this really cool character the of the Mandalorian and then and then and then said okay now we're going to bring you the original Boba Fett which is now a lesser version of it so much so that what was it episode 6 is basically the Mandalorian season 3 premiere you know that they have an yeah. entire episode where he's not in it and and that was and that was really where I first started realizing that maybe that that's where my struggle is is that they they created another character that was too cool because the entire episode Boba Fett's not in it and at no point in time did I say well where's Boba Fett you know they, <laughs> and so they the so I was just curious if if this is something that you've seen as well or you thought of as well that it's they seem to have created Boba Fett but called him Din Djarin. And then now with this new Boba Fett, it's, I, I don't know, like growing pains mixed with the West Wing or something in there, you know, that it's, well, it's, it's, it's very, it's, you know, yeah, it's a very I, different show. I know Jay's, Jay's Star Wars fandom runs deep, yeah. so I know I'm going to let him uh, take first crack at this. I was invited on um, uh, Matthew Fox's show to do mm. uh, the episode, episode six, actually. And much like the star trek films i only liked the even episodes of the book of boba fett which means oh, interesting. that i was not a huge fan of the finale i i it just didn't it was cool it had a bunch of cool stuff going on it but it didn't resonate with me and ocean i think i have a lot of the same ideas that you do that what they were trying to do with boba fett in this just did not work because they had introduced the mandalorian to mm -hmm. us um, but also I've had, uh, like, uh, Kyle said, my, my Star Wars fandom runs deep and, uh, you know, I attend Star Wars celebrations. I work on a Star Wars website, um, and I have a podcast about okay. Star Wars literature. Well, then I'm glad I'm with so, two Star Wars fans. So yeah. as the non-Star Wars fan, please tell me. <laughs> but... This is this is outside of just I think fandom in general. This is kind of indicative of what is going on. I think just in a lot of fandoms in 21st century and and even mm -hmm. at the end of the 20th century is that fans like things so much and they take ownership of those ideas that they like and they write their own stories. You, you see Boba Fett and you go, oh, okay, so this is like the man with no name from uh, Clint Eastwood movies, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. But, oh, what else has he done? And then you get invested in these stories. You've either told yourself or you've read in comics and other things that are not canonical. Mm -hmm. And then when the creators choose to do things that don't match what you've got, there's this very visceral emotional reaction that I'm going to say, quote, unquote, fans have back towards the property and it swings wildly and you know i mean i think that emotion swings on on all sorts of levels you know from political to social to entertainment right now and you know i can enjoy i i have been a star wars fan for i don't know it's what 38 years plus or something like that and i I haven't gone through therapy for it, but I have divorced <laughs> myself from certain aspects of fandom. I can yeah. watch and rewatch and enjoy things for what they are, knowing that 
you know, it may not be for me. Um, I really enjoy the Clone Wars. I really enjoy the Bad Batch. I was not a huge fan of the sequels, and I... I like the sequels that nobody else likes, you know, so I big last Jedi fan. There's, there's a lot of that going on. And so I don't think you should feel that your lack of enjoyment on Mm. whatever level you think you should be enjoying this on because it is branded as star Wars. If it's not for you, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff out there and <laughs> Mandalorian will be coming back. You know, we're getting Ahsoka. We've got Obi-Wan yeah. coming up. It's, it's fine. You know, they, they took this character in a direction. I don't think a lot of people would have taken it and uh, you know, okay, that's what they want to do with it. That's okay. Cool. Yeah. So, so let me, let me try and navigate the middle path between the, between the two <laughs> things of, of like uh, expectations. Okay. Qui-Gon. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Like there's, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a gray Jedi because nobody's ever thought of that before. Um, so uh, my problem with, with, with it was not expectations or like, like that I have a deep love for Boba Fett and, and then betrayed everything that I, I held dear. It's that I feel like the show was put together very badly. Like I, I like for people who had done a, I thought I think it's a really, really solid job of, of telling their story for the Mandalorian two seasons to show like, here's, we're doing television. We're doing star Wars on television, which is something we didn't know if it would work or not, you know, outside of an animated series, live action in Canon, all that stuff. And they showed really, really strong, um, storytelling skills and then seemingly abandoned them for this because I feel like just the way it was actually physically put together in terms of like now here's Boba Fett now oh another flashback and now Boba Fett oh another flashback and it's just like it every time they would do that it just killed the pace so it constantly like like okay what story am I supposed to be invested in like Boba and- now Boba as as when he was living with the Tuscan Raiders Boba escaping from the star like 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 okay I understand you somehow feel the need <laughs> to answer every single question we would have had from when Boba showed up in Mandalorian till now. I don't think you needed to, but I I get that impulse. But Boba Fett's always been the man of mystery. Why are you telling us everything? Yeah, I think that they're trying to, at least I felt that I understood that his motivation seems to be that he wants to be the benevolent crime boss. And that's what that's what he's kind of going for. I I also very much enjoyed the episode when he was with the uh, Tuscans. I thought that was a that was a great episode of growth. But then when they then flash forward, it's like, well, it explains a few things here and there, but it's still it just it doesn't resonate or connect the same way as the Mandalorian does. And so I was uh, yeah. so yeah, so I think that they, you know, and if he wants to if they want to go that direction with it, that he's the benevolent crime boss, fine. Uh, but then I think that they probably need to then bring and make sure they don't bring the Mandalorian back, you know, because once mm-hmm. once once Din Djarin shows up, I just want to hang out with Din Djarin and Grogu, for, you know, and, 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 and I was, and I will give them credit for, I was impressed with them fixing Gro, uh, Luke Skywalker taking Grogu because, because uh, once, mm. once he goes with them, you're like, uh, my first thought was, wait a minute, how come this never came up before now? You know? And so the, the yeah. fact that Grogu chose the chain mail, which I thought was kind of baller of him that he's like, no, I'm going yeah. to take What's the chain your question mail. though? <laughs> you know, I mean, the fact that I, 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 I had no doubt that that's how it was going to go for a number of reasons. And yeah. I, I also I, I thought Luke looked a little bit better, um, but there were, you know, obviously there were still some issues. And I I thought he was being a complete jerk to actually put that choice in front of his Padawan. But <laughs> we know what his 
how his story unfolds over the next 30 years. So it's totally in line with what his character is supposed to be doing. But And knowing there's going to be a season three of Mandalorian, you know Grogu's going to be back just by the rules of narrative storytelling. <laughs> like, there, you've established Lone Wolf and Cub. You've established those two things. You can't change that or else people will be like, but but where's Grogu? Well, and they make the big deal that... Yoda away. Yeah, his ship has the yeah. little pod in it. It's like, yeah. of course. Yeah. So as, as, as a wrap up, I'll, I'll give the final word to Rob, because uh, as we were talking about this, Rob said this show should have been called the the Tales of Tatooine. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's absolutely true. If they had had it instead of like saying it's all about Boba Fett and having it not all be about Boba Fett, if they were just like, here's a bunch of stories that are happening around the same time and we're just checking in on various characters. That makes it more exciting because you don't know who's going to be in or what's going on. What are you going to get this week? Right. right yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then when when you just like you say, when the Mandalorian suddenly crashes in <laughs> and takes over an entire episode, you wouldn't feel quite so like, hey, but the book is it's called Book of Boba Fett. Where's the lead character? And and my yeah. problem is I never had that reaction when the Mandalorian showed up. Well, I was like, <laughs> you're like, oh, thank cool. goodness. The guy <laughs> I like is here. Let's roll with this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jay, aside from the Book of Boba Fett, what, what have you been watching over the last? Um, I just finished up. Uh, Peacemaker and oh, Reacher. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I finished Which, up both those yeah. two. Two, uh, two uh, angry white dudes, uh, yeah. but uh, very different ways of telling those stories. Yeah, exactly. Well, Reacher was one of those things where it's like I had heard some buzz that was really good, and I had enjoyed the um, films with Tom Cruise. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know, okay, they're they're yeah. moderate action films, and I didn't want to start another series because I I. I do like all the superhero series. I do all the Star Wars series. I just, yep. I've got a lot on my plate. Um, Better Call Saul is about to come back. A number That's of shows right. are about to come back. And um, so we had nothing left to watch. Well, we had tons of stuff to watch, <laughs> but we had kind of finished up stuff and things were on hiatus. And so Netflix we watched one episode the other weekend. And <laughs> then we just swallowed the whole series in like four days or something. And yeah. I was shocked. Um, Alan Richens did a great job in that. Um, I, I liked him okay, uh, having seen him previously in Titans. And yep. I know he's done some other stuff before then. But uh, That's where I knew him from, too. Dude put on like 30 extra pounds of muscle, and it's just, it's a really intense sort of John Wick-esque action uh, motif to it, and it doesn't really pull any punches, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it it's... It's kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum uh, from Peacemaker, which is a little more tongue in cheek, but also, you know, intense in its own way. Yeah, I had the same reaction with Reacher, too. I I, I, I got it and I basically came to the same place as you. Like, I knew him from Titans, and I read some of the books, and I'd seen the Tom Cruise movies. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so I, I, had a, I had an affection for Reacher, but I wasn't, like, going My wife refuses to watch that show because of how big of a Reacher fan she is. She's like, he's not old enough. He's too handsome. I was like, it's... <laughs> When has anyone ever complained about that? But okay, uh, but I watched and the same thing. It, it it pushed everything away for me. Like as soon as I got, I was I was so hooked about the mystery and getting into it that I like I like moved everything away just so I could get through all eight of those episodes. To, yeah, well, to, and I didn't know you know who's going to die, who's going to live, how's right. the format going to work. So yeah, yeah, I, I've been cool. to the whole season of, of Reacher in two days as well. My wife and I just just powered through them. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was great. I I it was I've only read one of the uh, Jack Reacher books and it turned out to be the one for that season so there were some pieces of oh, it that wow. i didn't remember every little detail but there 
was broad strokes that okay. I remember it. And then it, it actually altered the viewing experience because every now and again, you know how you're watching a show with your wife and they, you, you start, you know, they start saying, do you think this is going to happen? And then I got to go, well, this is what I think, but I don't know if it's what I think <laughs> or if it's what I remember. So I'm not going to say anything right. now because I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, we d- yeah. we didn't know. Neither of us had read the story. And um, yeah, we kept I kept making guesses, you know, just based on action formula kind sure. of stuff so that was that was fun yeah that was it was very yeah. enjoyable i think that, that did a good job of, of sort of keeping guessing though even though it's a yeah. established material that you sort of like though oh there's the main bad guy and then suddenly he's dead and you're like oh hey well <laughs> you take me in a new direction <laughs> and it makes you like what what happens now what happens next what's the next episode well, i actually yeah. like the freedom yeah. of the formula given that jack reacher is, is mm-hmm. a nomad effectively you can right. kill anybody because you know except for him you would expect none of the actors are coming back for the next season so, so anybody, and so no one is really truly safe, you know, as you would be in, in normal storytelling where you're, you know, where you would expect, oh, well, when they do season two, this character, this character, this character need to still be there. Where, where you know, right. so season two of Reacher, he'll be in some whole other town, whole other group of people. Yeah. He won't talk to any of them. I, I yeah. want to, you know, and I like that fact that they can kind of go in different directions for each season, but potentially still he can call up, you know, someone from the first season, kind of like he brought in, he had a special ops friend that he brought in for this. So like, you know, there's something that, that person just could show like up in again. Die Hard Two when he calls up Al. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is the facts? How does this work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the technology? So, and then, and, and since you brought up really the two shows that I was into as well, I'm. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm at the end of Peacemaker yet. I'm only at episode seven. So if they had an episode yeah, eight that, that I missed. That just came out. Well, I mean, obviously today is Saturday. Yeah, so uh, it just came out on Thursday. Okay, so yeah, so, so I haven't, know, I haven't seen the final episode yet. yet. And I, I enjoyed it. I found that with Peacemaker, though, and uh, my impression of it was much uh, more of a, like when I thought about recommending it to other people, I felt that you you kind of had already won it. Yeah. You know, because I, I, it, it takes a couple episodes for you to kind of figure out what show they're doing. You know, and, right. and so once you figure it out and, you, and you're there and you get it, you're good, you go. Right. And then I think that um, any show that is like that, I, I will always, always recommend with, well, if you want to see this, then you should watch it. It will be good. But if you're on the fence or you're not sure, to me, it's too much of a time commitment because by the, you know, really by episode four, you'll know. And, 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 if, yeah. you know, and if I have to, okay. and, and I know for me, if I'm on the fence about a thing, if I have to watch four hours of it to find out if it's any good, I'm forget <laughs> it. You know, so, but, but I personally loved it. I thought, I thought Peacemaker was great. Yeah. The, the ringing endorsement that I gave on our superhero suite show was that I was going to watch the show regardless because I'm a huge fan of James Gunn's work and had been before he had done any Guardians of the Galaxy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I was going to like the, um, the ensemble cast that he had set up, but I was not a fan of John Cena's character from Suicide Squad. Uh, right. the Peacemaker is just kind of a weird character in the comics anyway, and I just was not a fan of him. And I, yeah, I think that's the point. You're supposed to come out of Suicide Squad going, this guy is a piece of crap. Yeah, of all the characters, this one's the right. one you want Exactly, to that was what I was saying. But the, my endorsement is, Probably by the second or th- uh, by the end of the second or the third episode, I was saying, "Damn it, Gun! You're making me care about this character that I really don't like." And yeah. ha- he has a complete story and a full yeah. arc through this season. And I'm like, "All right, all right, bring on the second season yeah. now, because I want to see what this guy does." Like, it's 
It's amazing. Yeah. I, with Reacher and with uh, with Peacemaker, I really like how there is much more of a sense of authorship where, like, you know, with Peacemaker, it was James Gunn by himself. Right. It's, no one asked him to write this. Like he sat <laughs> yeah. by himself and like and then came to HBO Max and said, hey, by the way, here's eight episodes and just delivered the scripts to them like they yeah. had no idea. So I, obviously, I'm sure there was collaboration and notes and stuff, too, but you really felt him present in it much more than you have in a lot of television shows, which sort of end up getting, you know, sort of death by committee. They like, you know, Mm -hmm. by the time they get to us, they're, they're very sanitized and watered down. And I I felt that with Reacher as well, that there was much more of a sense of like the, and I I can't, unfortunately I did not do my homework enough to know uh, what the, the, the main writer uh, uh, who ran the show was, but the books wrote the books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like the, whoever was running the show, I really felt like there was a strong guiding hand there too. Cause a lot of times when these shows come out, they're from episode to episode are wild all over the map, like characters inconsistent and the way they speak and everything like that. But with, you know, with, with Reacher, it felt like one story, just like Peacemaker felt like one story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I really, I really enjoyed that because it's, it's kind of rare uh, in, in the way that television is right now, especially with adaptation. But, but that's enough about television. Let's switch over to movies because we have some trailers we can talk about. So let's see. I believe the Jay, you got in there first with a trailer. I think all three of us would have gotten if we had gotten in there first. <laughs> so tell us about your trailer and, and why you picked it. Yeah, I, I had another trailer. I think one that one of you had picked and, um, you know, just it was because when it came out, I wanted to talk about that. And I hadn't even thought about, oh, I wonder what new trailers are going to pop up from the Super Bowl. <laughs> and of course, it is uh, everyone's favorite m- magician, not Doug Henning, but <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I did what I had to do to protect our world. You cannot control everything, Strange. You opened the doorway between universes, and we don't know who or what will walk through it. Wanda, what do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. I'm sorry, Stephen. Your desecration of reality will not go unpunished. We should tell him the truth. I was a huge fan of the first film. Uh, Doctor Strange is, I think, a really cool character. I had uh, actually dressed up as him for my office uh, costume parade that we did uh, the year before the movie came out. And everyone's oh. like, unless people knew who Doctor Strange was, it was a com- kind of a comic accurate costume. People were like, who the heck are you? And of course, a year later, they were like, oh, is this who you were last year? And I'm like, yeah. And I didn't win. How many people picked Dracula? Who I was. Yeah, how many people picked Dracula? But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is, um, I'm obviously, I, I'm very invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Sam Raimi. I, we go back all the way. Uh, I've been watching his films since he was doing since Evil Dead, Dead and days? Ah, writing nice. Crime Wave with the Coen brothers. <laughs> yeah. And um, this looks 
fat crazy. Um, <laughs> it has just got so much stuff. And I feel like, you know, they're kind of rewarding fans for keeping up watching the Loki show, watching the WandaVision show. Um, what did you pick up from the Spider-Man No Way Home movie? Well, mm-hmm. wink, wink. There's some stuff coming if you're paying attention to the trailer or, you know, listening yeah. closely to voices that appear <laughs> in the trailer. I don't want to I don't want to break anybody's brain by by spoiling <laughs> anything here. But, yeah, it was amazing. And I, I'm I'm just I'm looking so forward to just the next, you know, all the Marvel movies that are coming out They're They're really speaking to me and then they're all different and they're not, you know, I'm not getting to the point where I'm like, oh, are we doing this again? Because uh-huh. everything is just, every film's a different genre, even in the same uh, franchise. You know, the Thor films are all different. The Captain America mm-hmm. films are all different, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. What'd you think, Ocean? Well, I was already in, um, having seen the, the earlier trailer at the end of the Spider-Man movie. Um, so, yeah, so I was already in on this. I I, I like you know, I like all of the Marvel movies except Thor: The Dark World. I have a love hate relationship <laughs> with that one. Um, but yeah. but other than other well, than that, other than that one, which is you know, I mean, Avengers: Endgame tried to fix it. But uh, other, other other than Thor: The Dark World, I think the rest of them, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy the Marvel movies. I was always going to watch this and be in on it. And um, I mm-hmm. I now watch this new phase of the Marvel movies really with the expectation of when's Kang coming because I, I want oh, yeah. some Kang the Conqueror to show up in, in these in, in the so they yeah they they got they, yeah they got a great actor to play him. And so, you know, they, uh, I'm hopeful that they start at least, at the very least, sprinkling them in. Because, you know, Thanos was only here at a post-credit sequence here or there or a flash, whatever. But then to try to start saying, hey, Kang is coming. Uh, because I think Loki set you up so beautifully for, you know, that Kang is coming that it's like, well, okay, well, then let's start, let's start getting to it. Um, but, yeah, the movie, lo- the movie looks great, interesting, crazy. I expect to be entertained mm-hmm. and confused all at the same time when I'm watching it. Yeah, <laughs> multiverses are weird. Yeah. And, and in terms of consistency, uh, the guy who actually wrote a bunch of Loki episodes is the one who wrote this movie, too. So, you know, if they, if they want consistency, well, you get the guy who already has touched on the multiverse stuff. I kind of feel bad for Doctor Strange a little bit because I, I don't feel like he's going to get... The, the trilogy that he really deserved like in, the, in, in the way that like Captain America was just a guy and then he and sort of were brought into the world. I feel like Doctor Strange didn't get to have his his, you know, growing and changing trilogy because he got thrown into events so much and then and then snapped away and all this stuff. I, this looks fantastic. I, I can't wait for it. But at the same time, like, oh, I kind of would have liked to seen a Doctor Strange solo movie, you know, like to to see him because. The where he ends in the first Doctor Strange movie, and the next time we see him, a huge change has happened in him. Like you know, we're the next, the next time we see him is when he's uh, with uh, in Thor Ragnarok. I think when he's he got the gloves and he's moving Thor around and you know and like uh, trapping Loki and falling for half an hour. I mean, all that stuff. Like, <laughs> whoa, that's not the guy that like could barely handle himself before. You know, like a, a huge change has happened. In and I'm like, oh, I guess we're just never going to get to know what happened in there, except maybe in like tie-in comic or something. Uh, but but yeah. but at the same time, having him as the center of the next event is a really smart move too. And uh, throwing all this other stuff in there I, it, is, is great. Every time they add something, I'm get, I get more excited. Yeah, and it also looks like they might even be kind of reverting him back to kind of where he was before, because as 
I I found out in Spider-Man No Way Home, he is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Which is uh, understandable, but, you know, he's been demoted, right? So now he's having to fight his hubris is seemingly coming back and mm-hmm. obviously whatever he's done in no way home, I think will influence where his character starts in multiverse of madness and then where it's going to go from there. And just all these other comic book ideas from Marvel that it seems like they are introducing into, you know, just based on, <laughs> three frames here and two frames there from the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited. I actually found that I liked that the the way they made him no longer the Sorcerer Supreme that um you know that it wasn't a uh, a slight or something that he lost. It it was like, well, you were dead for 5 years, so therefore, you know, someone else gets the job. And and then that <laughs> makes it where you can then lean into the character and allow him to be an egomaniac because Doctor Strange is an egomaniac. Without it, without there need to be some tinge of, oh, I need to get back what I lost. Yeah, and any of you people who skipped what if, thinking it was a side unimportant, turns out it was super important. So (laughs) before you see Doctor Strange 2, make sure you uh, binge that one too. So um, so I think we we only have a short time to wait because it's coming out with May 6th. Let's be uh, going in theaters, which. Yeah, exactly. So that would be super exciting, right? Um, I was up there next. Um, one of those uh, trailers that uh, I was hoping to see and praying to see, and then uh, I watched the big game, and then, like, oh, sure, there's football players on there, but everyone shut up, there are elves! Uh, because my trailer was, for the new series from Amazon, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Haven't you ever wondered what else is out there? Wonders in this world beyond our wandering. I can feel it. the most expensive television series ever made and uh, this is the first time we've seen any of it uh, I'm I'm super excited and I also have no idea what's going on like I my Lord of the Rings fandom uh, is it, it, it's it's wide but not deep uh, I basically my, I, I've read all the books and once and that was enough for me but then the Peter Jackson things really opened it up for me I have I've watched those all the Peter Jackson all six movies Numerous times we've watched the behind the scenes thing. My wife loves the oh, those are great. Peter Jackson yeah. does. They're amazing, and we've watched them all the way through multiple times. Uh, so like we I, like I, I live and breathe that Peter Jackson esque world. And now this is you know sort of adjacent to that because it's not quite from Weta and all those things, but it's still in the same universe. I don't know any of the characters enough to say this is that person. So I was just watching it as the spectacle of going back into middle earth and even, you know, like pre middle earth, uh, just, just to, to have a good time. So I'm, I'm super excited about this. You know, I can't, I can't believe, like you said, how much money they're putting into this and, yeah. you know, for a streaming show, this is right. unheard of, it's, but obviously they know they've got a property that they can bring some eyeballs to. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, so 
here's here's my thing with Lord of the Rings. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I will start with the positive part. I saw the original trilogy, and I think they were good movies. However, I felt that each movie was somewhere between nine to ten hours long. And I could not stick with the thread. And I realized it in real time midway through because the first movie felt like forever. And then uh, my wife and I rented the second one. And this is how long ago it was. We rented it. Uh, So we uh, rented the second one. Um, you know, and, and, and knew going in, had my mind ready, I'm going to watch a long three-hour movie. Okay, let's go. So I'm watching it. And if you've seen The Lord of the Rings, especially the middle one, which is, I think, Return of the King is the second one. Is that correct? What's the second uh, Two Towers. Two Towers. Two second, towers right. the second one, So yeah. it has about 15 different points of where you think the movie's going to end. And so about, you know, probably about the second or third one, I, I was watching so about it. about an hour in. Exactly <laughs> my point. I was like, oh, that was a good movie. It's been three hours. That's nice. Let's just, you know, this is great. I can't wait to see what they do the next one. I looked at my DVD player. Yes, that long ago, DVD player. 54 minutes had passed. And I was like, oh, okay, I see I'm going to age while watching these movies. And so that I watched, I watched that one, and, and the completion is in me. I watched all three, all three of the first trilogy and thought they were all good and said I'm never watching anything Lord of the Rings again. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and now having seen this trailer, are you still sticking uh, with that yes, pledge? Knowing yes. this is going to be an episodic series. Yeah, I find that, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not that hard. Yes, I, I am. It's not, that, it's not that hard for me in, in two ways that I find that as far as what I enjoy entertainment wise, I, I don't like fantasy unless it's in space. Um, you know, because because okay. Star Wars is basically fantasy in space, um, but the the regular True. fantasy shows, the fantasy shows, fantasy movies, you know, Lord of the Rings, the Harry Potters, and all that. That's just it, it's just not what I what I enjoy enjoy that much. And and I and I and I really honestly, Lord of the Rings helped me to that opinion because I was like, this is amazing. I could tell that it was amazing, and I still was like, well, this is this isn't for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's great. Myself. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but then, so then, uh, but something more to your liking, I would assume, is the trailer that you have picked. So, tell us about uh, your. Well, here's film. what I can tell you about my the movie I picked. It is directed <laughs> by Jordan Peele, and really, at the end of the day, after that, I don't need. I didn't need to know anything else. And then Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya is in it, mm-hmm. and and then I'm I'm done. So I, at that point, I was like, I don't really care what it is, what it's called, what it's about. I'm going to watch it. Uh, the name of the tr- the name of the movie is Nope. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great great grandfather. Great. There's another great grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say since the moment pictures could move. Yeah, skin in the game.
wasn't by a miracle. They got worth for that. When I heard that was the name of his next movie, I'm like, Okay, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. And so it's a, you know, it's a, it, I enjoyed the the trailer itself. Has shows some whimsy and uh, a life of the um, kind of whimsy and sets up a little bit of the story of the main characters. Uh, Kiki Palmer is shooting a commercial for their. Uh, they train horses to work in movies, and and that is it's really great and, and, and cute and everything. How they set that up, and then they start to then do what you do with most horror movies is you start showing you know some ominous thing is coming. Ostensibly from the mm-hmm. sky, from sp- well, it's coming from the sky. Ostensibly from space, or something is coming. Something is bad, and it's going to be a great movie. The trailer really reveals not much of anything other than the mm-hmm. word "nope," which um, I think is a great title for a movie because that is um, that is most of this way. That is that is most black people's experiences in horror films. They look at what the characters <laughs> yeah. are doing and they're like, "Nope, not that. Not gonna do that." <laughs> you know, so, don't go investigate that sound. Don't go look around the corner. Yeah. Who cares? Over the, you know, the cat, the cat ran away. Let it go. So, um, yeah. yeah. So that is. So, so I think that the title really actually drew me in just on that alone. But then it's Jordan Peele and Daniel Kaluuya, so I'm gonna watch it. That's what you yeah. guys think? So, what you what you guys think? think? Yeah, I I agree. I think that is awesome. Uh, ever since I saw Get Out. Um, Again, you know, it very similar seeming title to Nope here. I think both of his films uh, work on a really personal level, mm-hmm. um, but also work in a uh, in his view of as a film as a black filmmaker in reaction to the the world that we live in here in the 2010s. Um, and I I like horror films that have that extra level of discourse that can go into him it's you know it's not just if you have sex you're gonna die from a guy with a knife who's running through the woods <laughs> hey scream put scream in some great. social critique <laughs> the original Candyman is really good and his version his his reboot of Candyman was amazing so mm. i'm yeah i'm all for this i i'm probably not gonna go see it in the theater because that <laughs> would probably just uh, i probably have a heart attack in, in there i feel <laughs> <laughs> you want to be able to pause? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just yeah. need to go to the bathroom, <laughs> hyperventilate for a second. Yeah, yeah. I, I am super excited about this too because as far as as far as I'm concerned, like whatever studio wants should just write Jordan Peele a check and then just leave him the hell alone. Like make like I, basically, I think Get Out has bought him like the next ten movies. Yeah. Like just do whatever he wants to do. I mean, if if you can let M Night Shyamalan run wild, there's no reason that Jordan Peele shouldn't have the same freedom to do that stuff. So we see this trailer and maybe it's aliens, but there's also like a woman with no lips right. and and I, yeah, I don't know, and someone flying through the air. I don't know. And, and as far hand. as I'm concerned, show me nothing else. Yeah. Like that, that you put out a trailer, you're done. 
Like nothing until July. Keep running that trailer. Like I don't Trailers want anything else. Should tease. Yes. I, I go back to thinking about um what they showed us in I always use this as a reference of of Terminator two. Because Terminator two showed you that um Schwarzenegger was, you know, the good guy this time around. Yeah. But imagine you had never play. seen the trailer and you didn't know that when you watch the movie and the way it starts for the first 20 or 30 minutes, you're thinking that um, the cop is the good guy mm -hmm. and Schwarzenegger's the bad guy. And that's a great setup for the film. Unfortunately, the trailer ruins that if you've yeah. seen the trailer. And of course, with trailers online now, you know, you can sit there and go through one frame at a time and, <laughs> you know, see all these things. And, uh, you know, they do put Easter eggs in there for people that want to look for that. But this is a great trailer because it teases, it entices but it doesn't really give you anything it gives you a tone uh you know that it's a horror film and you know that it's a jordan peele film and that's about it yeah yeah and i can tell you the terminator 2 thing it absolutely works because when i showed it to my daughter i did not let her see the trailer so we, we'd seen Terminator and I, sh I just sat down, you know, Cole, we went there. It was, there was, luckily it was showing in the big screen. I actually got to take her to the movie theater yeah. to see it and show it. And she had no idea That's that great. there was that kind of twist in there. And like you can, the movie is built as like surprise, like the Terminator's a good guy now. And yeah, the fact that the marketing just gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. So nope is a yep. It is expected to release July 22nd. So I have uh, put together a, a small game for us. Uh, yeah. Last time when uh, Jay, you, in your first time yeah, out, do me better. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like that, like Pete really put you through the ringer with the whole six degrees thing. And, and, and having a, you know, I, I was like, I have to be the first listener to that because I was the one that edited it. And I was like, right with you. Like, I have no idea how to do that. It's like, I, my brain does not, not work that way. I don't. I can't do the six. I was trying not to uh, to cheat in any way, you know, because yeah, it just. I haven't practiced I, anything I, like I that for the, a long time. So you have that brain. I have the portion? opposite reaction. Yes, I was. I was okay. linking them all together all right. and everything, and then there was some well, we had some link cool. thing where you guys missed like like the other guys has Samuel L. Jackson in it, and I was just yelling about this. Sam Jackson's in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the game I have uh, going to go, we're going to play a couple rounds of Geek Out. So Geek Out is actually a game that um, it, it does, I'm not going to be asking you trivia questions. Um, it's going to be a by what you already know. So it is both a a nerdy thing and also a uh, social engineering kind of thing, because the idea is I'm um, like, I'll say, I'll give you an example here. So I will say, um, I, like, let's say it's to Jay. I will say, can you name four fictional weapons that use laser technology? And it can be from any movie, television, whatever thing you want. I mean, obviously this laser, is podcast, so <laughs> laser. Yeah, exactly. So then the thing is, can you come up with four of them? And you can say either yes, or you can pass it. And then ocean has to, but then, if you can come up with four, then Ocean, can you come up with five? Oh. And Jay can come up with six. And so you can go back and forth. And so, and then when the time comes, then you can say, all right, then name it. Then you have to like actually go through and name all those. And then if you're playing it, this is really a great game in a room full of people because then the audience becomes the judges and go, oh, actually, he's an android, not a robot, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Uh, so in this, I'll be playing judge uh, nice. for this. And I'll be like, uh. this is a name, a name that tune sort of thing, Ocean. That's yeah, great. That. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit because it's, it's by what you know. So we're going to go off the thing. So we're going to do a couple rounds of this and then see how we do. So that, we'll use that one as an example. But all right. Um, wow. Well, I was going right, to count laser. <laughs> <laughs> okay so this that could actually if you, this should be uh, fairly so ocean can you name 
four superheroes with a spider theme. Four? Four. Can you name four? No, you don't no, don't name them now, but say can you name right. it? Can you name four? Oh. Y- yes. I can name yes, four. All right. Yes. Jay, can you name five? Yep. Oh, okay. Ocean. A little six. too confident. You know what? You go ahead. Name five. <laughs> okay. Name five. All right. So you've got Spider Man, obviously. Sure. You've got Spider Woman. You've got uh Spider Gwen. Uh the Gwen Stacy from the alternate universe. Uh Spider yep, yep. Ham, the pig. And uh let's go with um Let's go with uh, Spider Punk. He's uh, yeah, he's nice. got a new uh, mini series coming out in a couple months here. I don't. I'm not familiar with Spider right. Punk. Who, where, what is that? Yeah. What is that one from? He is. Um, he doesn't like being called pop, Spider I bet Punk. He'll show up in the movie. Yeah, he he's. I think one. he's going to show up in the next uh, in the next film. But he's. Yeah. Uh, he he looks like a anarchist from the 1980s from the UK with like a mohawk and a okay. studded ripped, uh, okay. ripped sleeve jeans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah, where yeah, I, so well, yeah, cause I was with you in the four and then we said five. I was like, there's a fifth. I was like, are we counting venom? So. <laughs> 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 I say venom would have been a spider. Yeah. Okay. So then, all right. So Jay gets that point. All right. So then we'll go with the back and forth. Okay. So Jay, can you name, um, four fictional pirates? For fictional pirates, yes, yes, I believe I could. Okay, Ocean, can you name five? I like how you said fictional pirates. Like, like, yes, like so pirates. now so, I have yeah, to think so of like the pirate like, names like, I know. Like, are, 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 these, are these real people? So, um, no. So go ahead, like, name four. All right, so um, we've got Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got um, Yellowbeard. At, uh, mm, good pull. Classic '80s film with uh, yeah. with uh, the Monty Python gang. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, space pirate Harlock. Oh wow! Okay. And um, now I'm gonna to- forget this. <laughs> um, Is it three? <laughs> Is Davy Jones considered fictional? Davy Jones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's borderline. I think there was an actual Davy Jones. Yeah, he was in the I'm monkey. Not the monkey. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't have to be from different franchises. That is not a thing. So you can name someone else from. You know that that would have, would have sailed with any of those people if it was um, pirates. I'm t- uh, now I'm totally blanking on the guy from <laughs> Treasure Island. So. All right, well, it's no. time to run out. All right, yeah. All right, so Ocean gets that point. I would say. I, I think was Long John Silver what you're going for? It, yes. Yeah. Okay. All I could think of was Blackbeard there because I just saw the um, <laughs> uh, Our Flag Means Death uh, yeah. trailer. That's right. Another Taika Waititi joint. All right. Ooh, this this could be interesting. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Where were we at? Uh, I think it's Ocean. Yeah, right? yeah. All right. Ocean, can you name four Tim Burton films? Four Tim Burton films. Yes. Yes. Okay. Jay, can you do five? Hmm. Yes, I can do five. Okay. Ocean, six. 
hang on, let me, let me think this through if I can get to six. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah I, I was good with four and five. And so then when you said six, I was like, mm, can I get to six? Tim Burton feels. So I was, I was, I will say my, my, my only caveat will be directed by, not produced by, because he has a couple of, you know, producing credits too. Yeah, I can get to six. You get six. Okay. Jay, can you do seven? Uh, name those films. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. All right, Ocean, give us okay, six. Okay, so six uh, this will start with Batman 89, and then we'll start with yep. uh, what for many years was my favorite Christmas movie, Batman Returns. Um, uh, and then uh, Edward, Scissor Han- Edward Scissors, Scissor Hands. Yeah, that, yep. the plurals on the hands. You got it. Thank you. Yep. All right, yeah, yep. Edward Scissor Hands. Um, the, is it The Nightmare Before Christmas? The, the, that is actually not the, a Tim Burton film. It is. Produced by him, but not directed by him, him. but not directed by him. Oh, he didn't direct that? I thought might come up. No, it was based uh, on his, he wrote Henry Selleck. This is why I wanted to specify because I thought that one might come up. My chances are getting lower now. Um, All right. So so I have three more to go. And you took away one younger one that I I had, that that I was enjoying. Oh, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The the Johnny Depp one. So that's now that that puts me to four. Yep. Okay. So. Get on the camera here. Four. All right. Um, two more. Two more. So then he did. Did he do Cry Baby? No. That he was, that was, was John Waters. That, that was John Waters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, wasn't him. that was Johnny Depp. But yes, it was Johnny Depp. Yeah. Was, yeah. If Johnny Depp doesn't have face paint, it's not him in a Tim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Simple rule. See, I was going to say I thought I had five and I was just going to come up with the sixth one well, and the five. Four. Um, okay. Another Tim Burton movie. Um, they never made Superman Lives, but they should have. So, True, so since that movie count. should have been made, I think it should count. Because <laughs> it's it, only things that exist. Yes, yeah, so because it should have happened. Yeah. All right. Um, he didn't do Dick Tracy, did he? If you can't. <laughs> he did not do Dick okay, Tracy. Okay, then, yeah. Then I'm, yeah, then right, I'm tapped right, out. So, all right. Yeah. So, uh, so Jay, Jay can, can you, steal? Can you do two more Tim Burton movies? Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay. And yep. Big Fish. Ah, Nice. Well, now that you say it, I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah. You could also say the really, the really terrible Planet of the Apes movie. He did that one. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that. Because I, I could also couldn't remember if he had done Mars Attacks. I think he had. Yeah, yeah. he did. He did yeah. do Mars yeah, Attacks. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. now that I'm not being asked, I totally remember all these movies. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. know this. No, no pressure. We so. don't have the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Jay. Name Star Wars films, right? Is that one of those? <laughs> name three Star Wars, but no. Um, uh, name this is this, this could be this this could bid up high. We'll see how it goes. Uh, can you name two comic book characters with beards? And by that I mean the thing that's on the face, a beard. Nice two comic book characters with beards. Multiple meanings. So, uh, sure. I'm sure I can okay. figure out that. Go with two. Okay. Ocean, yeah. can you go with three? Who'd have thought, you know, I've never given that much thought. You're right. Beards are not that common <laughs> on comic book characters. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I can come up with three. Okay. Jay, four. Yeah, beards. You know, there's, there's some have mustaches, right? But do they also True. have beards? Right. And do you count? Mm. Like, yeah, what do you count? Yeah, right? yeah, what do you, yeah I, I'm having the same conversation. Uh, so head. I would say... <clears throat> So for, for, so for the, I'll just, because we just talked about him, I will say Dr. Strange, I would say does not have a beard. He, I would say he has, has a goatee. goatee. 
Ah. Oh. All right. Well, then I'm gonna. Wait, I'm gonna man. say. So I go by. It has to have the stuff on the. Oh, on the you're not counting on the, the cheeks. You're not counting the goat. But there's some that have stuff on the cheeks, but not on the chin. Right. And so that's that's a different thing. That's uh, yeah. That's what. That's uh. All right, Ocean. Shops? Go go ahead because I think well, technically yeah, he just, he just removed one from my list. The, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say they don't have to have the mustache, but I would say they have to have because there's people who it's the chin strap. I guess they call it. Okay. So, um, Thor. Um, yes. Yeah. Sure. Thor, Thor regularly grows grow, grows it yep. out. Um, mm-hmm. And you just said comic book characters, correct? Yes, comic book characters. Okay. With beards, and and so obviously the goatee doesn't work. The Wolverine's mutton chops are out. Right? Is that was it? Yeah. Because I, I wanted to make sure. I was just gonna verify that we were both talking about the same thing, which was like, well, when I was listening out my three, there I was. That's where I was. Yeah. So okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he eliminated Green Arrow by saying, "Because right, Green Arrow has a little, uh, little deal." I would, yeah, he's got oh, a so he's, he's got a Van Dyke. Each other, yeah. I, yeah. Would, I, I would say, uh, yeah. yeah, true. It recently had, yeah. yeah, but he has he has it where it comes out something here. Then, then Vandal Savage yeah. has had it from time to time, but I, th- I don't know. Remember if his were. Did Vandal Savage have the full? I would say, yeah. Yeah, Vandal Savage went yeah, full. I think, I think in, in various incarnations. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah. And even in uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, he had the he had a full right. beard, if I remember right. Okay. So, yeah, so I would say Vandal Savage. Okay, yeah, so, so there's two, two so, so far. So then, yeah, so then the most superheroes don't because they, that, that wrecks their secret identity. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll go on a limb and say this is probably the first time Vandal Savage has been mentioned on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very well might be. Okay. Um, okay, I have a third. I have him pictured in my head. And I, now I just have to remember what his name is because I can describe <laughs> okay. him. And, and uh, you know, I can describe him and tell you what he is, but then just picture. So then, oh, are you, uh, does Beast count with what he does? Uh, no, I would <laughs> say not because that's I wrote Beast right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Beast doesn't count. <laughs> I would not say, I would say, in the same, if you're going to say Beast does, then you'd say Tigra did too. So, I mean, that doesn't really. Well, yeah, then I could count Cheetah. You know, that's just fun. That's just <laughs> from head to toe. Right, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so, just, so that means no, I can't count Rocket. Yeah. Uh, so that would be, yeah, no, no, he's out. All right. So in the comments, yeah. Okay. Let me get off that guy that I can picture, but not name. All right. Uh, how am I stopping it too? (laughs) Seriously. How is this? It's it's It it is. It is. How is it stopping it too? Because Magneto never had one. Did Magneto ever have one? Did he ever go out? No, he didn't. Did he? I don't think so. And then, um, I mean, obviously, I, I would say people can probably like, oh, in this one issue. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know, but not like. like he, he got trapped under the, uh, Wolverine got trapped under the ice, and so he grew yeah, up. So he grew, like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't. Sure, but like traditional look, like what who, you know, who has rocked it. Right, they rocked, yeah, they, like they, and he has to stick with it for a while. It doesn't count if it's just in one. Yeah, exactly. Obscure, epi- obscure episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you could find Peter Parker at some point had a beard. Right, you know? but who, who, who would remember that? All right, right, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to. Yeah, yeah time's, up. time's up. Yeah. All right. So Jay, can for can you uh, can you give me one? Niles Calder from uh, the Chief from uh, Doom Patrol. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So we'll do one more. That was tough. We'll... <laughs> yeah. That was. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like so, a tough question when you first say it either. Then you you start rattling through all of them, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah they don't have beards. After the laser thing, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> these are not a problem. Yeah. The laser. Okay. Uh, all right. For our last one, um, uh, because it's it's coming out pretty soon. Let's talk about Batman. All right. So let's see. We're into. 
Where are we at? So is, is this to Jay? Uh, Ocean. I think it's the yeah, Ocean. Me. Okay. Yeah, I went back and forth. I, I can't remember what it is. Okay. So Ocean, can you name two Batman love interests? Name them. And my caveat to this would be yes. Can you name them? Can you name two? And I say this would be romantic love. So I like you know. He has affection for the for the Robins, but I would not say that this is a love interest. It's just, you know, as we're drawing lines, those are the lines I would draw. Can you name two Batman love interests? And you mentioned two movies earlier on in this very conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So then, yes. I yes, can name two. Can name two. Okay. Jay, can you name three? I've got two. Can I think of a third one? Well, there have been, you know, there were... There were have there been a fair amount of movies. There have been what yeah. six Batman movies? Seven? Yeah, but the <sighs> but the Christian Bale didn't didn't uh didn't he? Oh, okay. Uh no, I don't think I can get a third one out you of can't that. Get so three? I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and let Ocean try this here. Okay. <laughs> Ocean, can you name two Batman love interests? Yes, uh, Selena Kyle and Vicky Vale. Okay. I'll just start with those. Those are yeah. the same two movies and then Yeah, yeah. that's what I had. Yeah. Yeah, so and then there's no, no Doctor Chase, Dr. Chase Meridian, Meridian uh, Rachel Dawes, because her name was Rachel, yeah, Dawes. Rachel Dawes, and then uh, that's where I st- that's why I thought because I didn't remember Cindy Crawford's character's name in Batman and Robin. In, oh, in Batman yeah. and Robin, wow, George Clooney dating Cindy Crawford. Wow. All right, so all right, so that's fine. five rounds. Then uh, our winner is Jay. Three yeah. points. Congratulations, Woo-hoo. Jay. Two. Thank you. Well, so there you go. Yes. So there you go. That was a little bit of geek out. So thank you for that. I, I, this is one of my favorite games. I never get to play it. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's a awesome. pretty cool it game. Is, yeah. And it's way harder than it sounds when you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I played it in a room full of like, you know, 50 nerds. And it was great because we got to these big, like the, the, the robot thing that was like, there was a whole conversation about like, what's a robot? What's an Android? So like both sides of the room were like, ah, yeah. <laughs> like this is amazing, <laughs> but that's a cyborg. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. You because you get into these really minutiae conversations. Um, eh, I don't think he was actually dead at the time that happened. You know, like it's weird yeah. where the draw the lines and stuff too. So, all right, both of you sit there awkwardly while I uh, take care of some business. Um, so you're saying to yourself, I've had a swell time listening to your weird game, but how can I get involved and also help keep this madness flowing into my ear holes? Well, that's quite simple. Just go to nextreel.com slash membership and sign up. For at most $5 a month, you can watch live streams as we record, get early access to new episodes of your shows in your very own private podcast feed, plus super secret member channels on Discord. And because enough is never enough, and you've been so patient listening through all this self-promotion, we've got a special offer for you, diligent listener. If you go to nextreel.com slash letterbox, you can upgrade your letterbox account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. But host whose name I've forgotten, I already have a letterboxed account. First off, it's okay if you forgot my name, and secondly, you're in luck! The discount also works for renewals. Give a little, get a little, it's the only way 2022 is going to work correctly. But now, it's time for the Rob Cabasco Memorial List Challenge. So last week, we were challenged by the previous hosts to come up with activities that should be Olympic events. That should be Olympic events. So, uh, Jay, you got in there first with the trailer, so you have a first one. What should be an Olympic event? So, this is also, this is broad, but also, you know, you can, you could find 
niche things uh, to, sure. to bring to this. And, you know, I, since the Olympics are still going on, the Winter Olympics right now, sure. um, I, I didn't come up with any specific, like, Winter Olympic things. But this first one is an American originated sport born and bred here um it's not as challenging as as it might seem uh, originally and that is dancing with wolves <laughs> <laughs> if there's dancing in water and dancing on ice why not dancing with exactly wolves? yeah i like it all right uh, all right so uh, my next one um so there's a lot of different uh you know events that go along that uh, involve putting heavy things in different places. So there's like a, there's the shot put, you know, like taking a heavy ball. There's the hammer, all stuff. Um, my thing is there's, there is a, a movie that involved moving a heavy thing and putting it in a very specific location. Uh, and that was uh, when they dropped a tank out of a plane and had to fly the tank. So it would hit the water and not kill them all. So I'm choosing the A team. <laughs> so my category is weight dropping. <laughs> Thought you were going for Furious Six or Seven or Eight. Yeah, or exactly. Was. Like, wow. b- before anyone got Fast or Furious, the A team was there. Wow, you, I love you it guys. When a plan comes yeah, together. you know what? I I'm, I am impressed with your guys' ability to come up with these things. I I was really closer to like, let me just find an actual activity because I. I found that I needed to picture teams of people playing it or groups or, or something uh, playing against each other. But and your guys are better than mine. But I'm going to start with what is, I think, the worst activity that I've chosen and the worst movie. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> oh, oh, good. <laughs> so, wow. I'm, gonna start. I'm excited. So, and and the, the, na- the name of the game is in the title. But first, let me tell you about the rules of the game. So this, okay. this game is played by two teams over three 20-minute periods for an hour total game time. Each team has a dozen players, nine skaters, and three bikers riding motorcycles. The skaters hang on to the motorbikes in order to gain or regain momentum. Then a steel ball <laughs> is shot into a circular arena <laughs> with two zones, outer and inner. The sidelines for both games are in the arena center. The first team to recover the ball before it strays into the central gutter goes on offense and attempts to score a point by placing the ball in the opposing team's goal at one side of the stadium. The defensive team protects their goal while attempting to steal the ball. And to keep it interesting, the ball must be held in plain view at all times. Otherwise, it is declared dead and a new ball is fired. And likewise, if the ball strays in the gutter before the team recovers it, the ball dies and a new one must be fired. So this convoluted game that does include roller skating (laughs) and motorcycles is rollerball. Yeah. Excellent. I was going to say that and I was like, that just seems too easy. I'm sure someone's going to get that. So. Well played. Are, are, you, are you going for the original Rollerball or the remake? I'm going to go for the remake because that's the that's the one I saw. I oh. like I like my Rollerball okay. with Chris Klein and LL Cool J representing Team USA. So, <laughs> ladies love Cool ladies James. Love cool, that's right. I mean, we can all agree yes. on that. Well, in in a similar vein, um, I also was looking at something that was a combination of other sports. You know, you you see that a lot in the Summer Olympics, right? They've got the um, the decathlon where they take 10 separate events and kind of combine it and see who is the best uh, well-rounded athlete. 
So, of course, using that, I had to choose the ITC Running Man competition, oh, where nice. an individual <laughs> is pitted against various um, gladiators with weapons, and he has to survive uh, in the uh, bombed-out uh, ruins of Los Angeles uh, while searching for the way to get into the center of the grid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I like it. Already, we've Excellent. picked two things that make the Olympics more exciting. I'm telling you, this is right? this is going to draw some ratings. That's right. More <laughs> chainsaws. That's really what the message is. I, when actually, Ocean, when you started describing your game, I was like, "Is this Running Man?" And then, <laughs> no, and like, oh, and then Jay brought up Running Man. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So my next one. Uh, so there, there already is a sword fighting in the Olympics. It's fencing, and it's kind of boring like you know they have the you know basically it's it's you know very thin swords back and forth there's others a buzzer when something goes off yeah that's fine well and good but what if you added a third person and made it so you can be anywhere so i'm saying synchronized sword fighting as (laughs) simplified in pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest (laughs) and the (laughs) three-way duel That they had in that one. Why not? And you know, you can add in. You can you can decide if you want to have the water wheel in it or not. My next event. Um, I think I'll just uh, uh, let me tell you a story about a truck driver named Lincoln Hawk. Um, His estranged (laughs) wife, Christina, is suffering from heart disease and asks Hawk to pick up their young son from military school and develop a relationship with him before she dies. He picks up his son, and they do bond and reconcile on a trip from Colorado to California. But Christina dies before they get to her, and his son blames him. Angry, Michael leaves to live with his grandfather. Heartbroken and crestfallen, Lincoln goes to Las Vegas to compete in the world championships in the sport that he loves. And while competing, Michael finds him, comes back, apologizes to Lincoln for misjudging him, and gives our hero in the story the inspiration to win the world championship in mine and your next favorite Olympic sport, arm wrestling. (laughs) When I turn my head, it's like flipping the switch. You know, the winner takes all in that. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Oh, the the movie's over the top. Over the top. (laughs) Over the top. Uh, no, that's yeah, the no, name of the movie. Yeah, it's not really yeah. over the top. Yeah, though. yeah. Well, it is kind of over the top. <laughs> it, it, it's over the. That, that is the name and the tone of the movie. It is over the yeah, top. Yeah, true. I know. I said I didn't have a specific winter sport, but this next one, it it does take place during the Christmas season, and it's one that has a lot of high technical uh, expertise that is. Um, required to perform it properly and the the people that end up getting the highest marks in this particular sport unfortunately usually are not able to come back to compete in the following year as you will understand and that is because this is the nakatomi 200 meter platform dive (laughs) as seen in die hard Do you, do you have to start by holding onto a watch? And then, and then, and then, and then you, you actually have to start the time yeah. and then let go. go. Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon! <laughs> All right. So I think one thing that most people agree on is 
The Olympics are way too focused on physicality. What? I mean, like, it's, it's way too much about, like, how strong, how fast are they? I think really a more important skill that we should be celebrating is can you keep your cool? Like, if you're sitting at a table and if the people knew who you around the table who knew who you really were, they would they would kill you in a second. And then you have to keep your cool. But then when the guy who murdered your family shows up and sits at the table, too. It takes it to a whole nother level. I think that takes an Olympic level of discipline to not completely freak out, as exemplified in Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> nice. Yes, but you have to try the cream. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the cream makes the dessert. Wait for the cream. Man, he was great. In that. All right. Ocean, what is, uh, take us home. What's your last one? Uh, again, my uh, the sports that I f- uh, found or the things that I think that should be events, I find through uh, wonderful stories. And this story is about uh, Danny and Wheeler. Uh, the, Danny and Wheeler are energy drink salesmen. And uh, they are immature, young, and they make a small bad decision. Like, who hasn't driven their truck over some various statues at a local high school? Um, and so after this amount of property damage and mayhem and a little bit of drunken, dis, you know, dis, uh, drunken uh, dis, disorderly conduct, uh, the, instead of being sentenced to jail, the, the, the system decides we're going to turn these young men's life around and sentence them to community service as big brothers. And so through that process of becoming a big brother, they meet their little brothers and they find themselves through this process of trying to mentor young other children, growing and maturing as human beings. And during that journey, they, uh, Danny discovers through his little brother the fantastic wonders, dare I say ecstatic joys, of the next event to be announced in the 2024 Olympic Games, LARPing. That is live action <laughs> role play for the uninitiated. And then the movie is Role Models. Uh, sorry, uh, Paul, sorry, it's Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott and Christopher Mintz, please. Jane Lynch, Elizabeth Banks, Ken Jong. It's a lot of funny in there. So it's a, it's a very, it's nice. very humorous it movie. I've I, I forgotten all yeah, about so that. There's, there's, there's like a whole huge stuff. sequence with LARPing. So. <laughs> Yeah. I like it, LARPing. I, and I spoke with uh, Josh, who suggested this, and uh, we did not mention the film that kind of gave him the idea, which was Harry Potter with Quidditch. Quidditch yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did well. not pick that because I, I actually told my wife, I will pick Harry Potter because of Quidditch. I like Harry Potter. I'm a, I'm a Harry Potter fan, but like I, Quidditch just puts me to sleep every single time. Yeah, I think, yeah. think LARPing is going to come so. back after you know, it, it, it debuted here in Role Models. I mean, sure. in, in okay. Hawkeye, they're, they're doing lots of LARPing. Yeah. So yeah, it's... it's and, you know, yeah, and, and if you, you want to see LARPing with some, uh, some supernatural bits, you know, watch Knights of Badassdom. <laughs> That's a fun movie. Okay. Yeah, where, where they actually summon an actual demon at a at a at a at a LARPing convention, nice. so they actually have to you know fight it for real. That was good. All right, so uh, the, there we go. There was our there was our Rob Cross Memorial List challenge. Um, did you guys have any alternates? I had none. It was all I took just to get my three. My list was so obscure. I just had one just as a fallback, and I was going to use a uh, warrior and just do mixed martial arts. Because oh. <laughs> okay. in a war, yeah, the, that's a uh, Hardy. Tom Hardy, yeah, Tom Hardy movie. Yeah. Yeah, my only other alternate was um, Nantucket Yacht Racing, as seen in One Crazy Summer, but also as seen in Summer Rental or Captain Ron. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow, there, you could have had a list of three right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so all right, so then uh, now our, our challenge is to have to come up with the next challenge. So uh, let's see, next week is going to be uh, Mandy Kaplan and Rob Cabasco and Josh. So what uh, what do you think we should inflict on them? So uh, my idea is comic book films that are not superheroes. Interesting. Yes, Mandy will h- hate that. I, I mean, I know. Man, I was just thinking about Mandy's going <laughs> to yeah, hate Mandy's that. Mandy's going to hate that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she she's hosting it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> take it away. I, I'm sorry in advance I, then. I have I have oh I'm not sorry. That's I have really no good, other yeah. ideas. Yes. <laughs> Comic book movies not about not superheroes. About not superheroes. about superheroes. Right. Okay. Okay. Because I think there are enough that you can come up with nine. Yeah, but there's not so many right off the top of yeah, my head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I I can I can think of a few as well. So that and maybe some that. stealing yeah, involved, obviously. come up and geek, and geek yeah. out. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't get to that card. I okay. was flipping through. Uh, uh, all right. So, uh, so then I guess the, 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 let's, let's talk about what else you guys are working on. So, uh, Jay, when's the next time we can hear your lovely voice on a podcast? Uh, you can find me um, pretty much all the time at retrozap.com. Uh, I've got a... Uh, Several podcasts over there, including Superhero Suite, where we talk about all things superhero related. Uh, we just did uh, an episode on uh, Black History Month, uh, Black Superheroes and Black History Month. And then our next one is uh, going to be talking about the 10th anniversary of Flashpoint. Oh, wow. Uh, we've also got um, after shows, including Scarlet Velocity, a Flash podcast, which will be back uh, in early March when the Flash returns from its long hiatus here. Uh, you can also find Green Justice, um, an Arrow podcast, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. case files. And then there's also a weekly series that uh, Josh and I do called Enjoy Stuff, where we find the fun in everything, just talking about pop culture and techno retro related sort of things there um i also have some articles that i write called sci-fi saturdays that show up every saturday which are iconic and fun looks at films from the 1950s to the present um i'm currently working through uh back to the future two and three so i'm in 1989 1990 and uh, you can also find me at marvel uh or find out about my Marvel Cinematic Universe filming locations, uh, a list, uh, an exhaustive list of all the mm-hmm. different filming locations at mculocationscout.com. And I, I can personally attest to the quality of that site because we used it extensively during Marvel Movie Minute. So thank you for all your hard work. It made yep. figuring out where they shot stuff for Hulk and for Iron Man 2 so much easier. Oh, well, so thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been pretty fun and also frustrating. But when I find on some weird location just on accident it mm-hmm. it's such an endorphin rush so <laughs> if only we could figure out where that hotel was from uh, from incredible hulk it drove me crazy yeah i'm looking for betty ross's mysteries. house which is somewhere in oh, toronto yeah. <laughs> finding houses is so difficult because of course people don't want to tell you well, yeah, exactly. They they I mean, yeah. they've seen what happened to the house from Halloween. Yes. They don't want to be in that situation again. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, but the, oddly enough, the Nightmare on Elm Street home just sold for like $4 million. So, you know, there's. Well, yeah, there's as long as it does, long, so. as long as what happens is, isn't like what happened in the home in Scream 5 when they, uh, they bought the original house and then they said, hey, let's just do some murdering. So. so. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, pluses and minuses. <laughs> Real estate. It's a, it's a killer market. Yeah, it uh, is. Uh, so, Ocean, what's, what's next up for you? Uh, next up for me is the next week when, um, with uh, JJ and Pete. will be uh, uh, kicking off the new film board episode. We're going to uh, discuss the movie Uncharted. Um, and, and, mm. and, and talk about how wonderful and amazing that that movie will be because that is that is one hundred percent what I'm expecting. And uh, yes, and and then the wow. f- following month I uh, will be hosting again uh, in March, uh, the opening weekend of the movie. We'll be uh, having a show on the Batman, and I will be having Mystery mm. host with me that week. Interesting. Yeah, so I'll tease you with All that right. later. Well, say, say, you know, you were you were talking before about uh, how you you looked down and saw, oh my gosh, this Lord of the Rings film is three hours. Ooh, I've got some bad news for you about the Batman. <laughs> yeah, but it's three hours of Batman. I want Batman in every movie. <laughs> and anytime, okay. anytime just, I see a Batman, just movie, as long as you know where it, the bounds of oh, your yeah, hypocrisy yeah. are. It wasn't the length; it was the length combined with the pace. I was just I couldn't deal. So yeah, no. The, but, okay. but any movie that is not good, when I when I well, any movie I don't like, I always look at afterwards and go, you know what this movie needed? Batman. So just, just, just throw Batman in there. Batman would have fixed the, all of this. Uh, as for me, uh, our, our new show has just launched. So Rob and I's new show, uh, 10 Random Things, is now uh, airing weekly. So we are on Wednesdays on here on the Next Real YouTube page. You can find us on there. And then there, we pull the audio and then have a podcast about that, too. Uh, the premise of the show is that we don't know what the show is going to be about. I have I bring five things to show off and talk about. Rob brings five things. And neither of us know what the other one's going to be. So we don't know where it's going to go. We don't know what we're going to talk about. We, and it goes for about an hour. We've done a couple of them now. Uh, we did a couple that have not aired <laughs> as tests, so we have some lost episodes that we can do. Uh, but then, so every Wednesday, five o'clock Arizona time, uh, we're, we're live. If not, it stays up on the page, so you can go watch it at your leisure. Uh, we've had, we're having a ton of fun with that too. And if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, we uh, get uh, hands-on with the Razor Crest in the latest episode. So uh, check that out, and you can see us actually, you know, uh, handling this amazing, amazing toy. Um, so uh, all right, so thank you all for listening. Thank you gentlemen for coming along and, and letting me geek out uh, with you uh, and so uh, we will bid adieu to the rest of the and uh, everybody have a wonderful Saturday and go do something nice for yourself I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, 
or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Today. 